It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Well, good day. Happy Tuesday. It is hot as fuck out. Yeah, it's ridiculous. 40 degrees. This isn't normal. I mean, on the radio, we kind of normalize it a little bit. Hey, it's going to be 34 today, feeling 40, down to 21 tonight. 38 is going to be the real feel tomorrow. I mean, that normalizes it. It's not normal. It's not supposed to be like this this early in the summer. Yeah, it's uh, it's hot. It's hot, to say the least. Um, but it, whatever, as long as you stay cool, find your own way of staying cool, whether that's I'm just staying in and blasting the air conditioner or if you have a pool or know someone with a pool uh stay cool everybody and keep your pets out of the heat as much as you possibly can too please uh, yeah don't leave your pets or your old people in the car at all today and seriously children though, that who, too or or kids okay the kids thing no excuse for it but there are some people out there who will take uh mom or dad or grandma or grandpa out for a drive uh and, and leave them in the car while they go in and do something mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. don't I've never understood that. I've never, I don't understand how, how people feel comfortable doing that. It's just not in my DNA. I don't feel comfortable ever leaving my kid alone in a car, in the car. I never really did it with my dog either. Even when I took my dog with me a lot of different places, it was always a place that he was able to go to. I never let him leave him in the car while I hopped into Walmart for a while. I know some people do, and I'm not trying to judge. It's just never been something that I felt comfortable doing for me and my dog. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie sent me a message on Twitter. Can I read this? Sure. Uh, Twitter DM. Uh, she says, hey, Kat, love, love, love the podcast. You really nailed it with the whole getting out of bed five minutes before you start work. Because I did the same thing this morning. I woke up at 825 to start at 830. I was really? a bag. I was a bag of shit. <laughs> until <laughs> until about nine fifteen post coffee, yeah. Hey, I appreciate the honesty from Stephanie, and you know, I mean, we talked about it. Stephanie's not alone here. So many people are in the same boat. Where they're just like, eh. I mean, I'm working from home. As long as I log in and make myself known to be available to the people I work with, I can just take my time a little bit, get up five minutes before, then go get my coffee, and none none the wiser, right? Unless you got a meeting first thing, which would suck, then you're fine. I don't know, Kat. I think people can tell, oh, wow, you just rolled out of bed. Bedhead going. You can still see the crease marks from the pillow in your face. <laughs> they can tell, right? Like, you're not exactly putting well, in the effort. If you're doing a Zoom, if you're doing a video call, sure, maybe they could tell. Otherwise, you could totally fake it. You could totally fake your way through that. You could figure it out. All right. Uh, A lot of things we want to talk about in this edition of After 9. First off, a follow-up from yesterday. There's a lot of sports teams that are going to change their name. For example, Washington Redskins, Cleveland Indians, Edmonton Eskimos. Mm -hmm. Long overdue, right? I I, I actually really do like the Not My Mascot movement. I have read a lot of the things that they've put out over the years. Uh, There are indigenous people that have found this deeply offensive for a long, long, long time. Nobody cared. But now we're talking equality because of the Black Lives Matter movement. And indigenous people are getting a little bit of benefit that they weren't getting before because of it. So Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate that it took this long for people to realize there are people hurting because of these names and these mascots that are out there. But hang on though, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge that in that I don't think it took this long to realize people are hurting. I'll give you an example of the Washington Redskins owner who didn't give a shit about what anybody thought and said, I will never 
change the name of this team, don't care. It's all about money. It's once those big uh, money givers to these teams basically stopped and said, we're going to withhold any advertisement on your field, um, commercials, whatever the case is, until you change the name. That's when the owner went, okay, maybe. I don't think it had anything to do with how people felt. They don't give a shit about feelings. It's all about money. It's all about money. But there's blame to go around here because those advertisers that up until now were supporting the Cleveland Indians and Edmonton Eskimos and Washington Redskins and the list goes on. Uh, Even some of the names aren't necessarily offensive, but the mascots and logos are, whether it be the Braves, whether it be the Chiefs or whatever. Advertisers did buy into that. They supported that and put their money on it. Now, they're threatening to pull out because they've had a great awakening. They also knew all along mm-hmm. that this was offensive and that people were hurting. Thank God we're finally making a little bit of progress in in righting some of these wrongs. Sure. Uh, to me personally, I'm not an American and I don't like the Washington Redskins or the Cleveland Indians and or any of the teams really. That, that seem to be centered out in this, but I'm glad they're changing their mascots because if it's offensive to such a large group of people, then it should be addressed. Mm-hmm. So good on them for finally making a change. Let's point out uh, racism was perfectly acceptable on primetime television on a Sunday and Monday night until July 2020. Right. That's uh, crazy to me. One thing that they obviously there's there's a review pending on a couple of these that you mentioned, and I'll mention a few others. So there's the Kansas City Chiefs as well, Cleveland Indians, Atlanta Braves, Chicago Blackhawks. They're even taking a look oh, at. Yeah. But there's reviews pending for all of them, and I guarantee you, the one thing that's going to make them go, "Huh, you have a good point here. I think I'm okay with this decision," is the fact that. With a brand new name and obviously a brand new logo attached to it, it means brand new merchandise. Yep. Brand new merch sales because the hardcore fans of these teams are going to want the newest and the and the and the best and the the everything that they have to offer. The people will buy the hats and the shirts and the jerseys. So, they will actually make make money off of this decision, I think. The not just worry about the lo- losing that income for the team, but they're going to make some dough on the side. And merch is a big thing. I mean, people kind of like think about it as like oh yeah whatever that's a that makes a shit ton of money for those teams every single year so i think that obviously morally it should be the choice but i think again it all comes down to money 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 okay uh gta home sales up 12 percent sixty thousand dollars on average wow why is the market so hot right now Well, it has to do with a couple of things, and I have talked to a number of realtors and mortgage brokers about this lately. And it's funny because realtors are, they keep saying, no, there's nothing wrong with the market. People are buying and selling homes. People are buying and selling. And mortgage brokers will tell you the exact same thing. And it's hard to argue with them when you hear things like average price up 60 grand in Toronto, uh, sales up 12%. Those numbers back up what the realtors and mortgage brokers are saying. But I just have this feeling deep down that we haven't even really begun to feel the impact of COVID-19 yet. There are still people out there collecting a CERB. There are still people out there deferring mortgage payments and credit card payments. And I really do see a time, maybe not far from now, when people need to settle up. 
when they need to get caught up on their debts and they can't do it. So that means they either need to sell their house so they can pull out some equity in it Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. uh, they're just going to get evicted or they're going to get um, uh, foreclosed upon. Mm -hmm. And I just see bad times coming for the housing market. Good on the people who are selling now and making good money. I just see a time where there's going to be a lot more houses on the market, and I don't even think it's going to take long. And with more inventory means more options for buyers and prices come down. It's one thing right now with not a ton of houses on the market for people to go in and say, all right, well, I guess we better pay what they're asking for because we really want that house. When you've got a dozen houses that are all roughly the same, you have a little more power as a buyer because you can say, well, fuck you then. I'll just go and put an offer in on that house or I'll put an offer in on that house. And if that doesn't work, I'll put an offer on that one. And I do see a time coming. Uh, If you're in the real estate industry, and I know there's a lot of realtors that listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. I'd love your take on it. Is what I'm saying pure nonsense or is there something to that? Because I do see a time where these prices prices are going to come down. Uh, I didn't get a chance to mention this on our FM radio show today, but I do want to mention it in the podcast. It's a story out of Halton region. If you're an American listener or outside of Ontario, Halton is just west of Toronto. An Oakville man facing charges after an alleged assault on an 18-year-old girl in Burlington over the weekend. Halton Regional Police alleged the teen was about to head into a wooded area on Sunday when she was grabbed from behind by a man who covered her mouth and tried to drag her into a minivan. Stories like that scare the shit out of me. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you defend yourself? I mean, as a woman, were you ever trained or taught about this circumstance or this scenario? Because it's not the first time we've heard it. Yeah, not formal training. No, never, never did we. I, I remember something in gym class about self-defense. We did learn some self-defense skills. Would it have been enough? I don't know. In this case, so good for this girl. She was able to get away and then still had enough presence of mind to grab her phone and get video of the guy driving away from the scene. Because of that video, police knew exactly where to go. And now a 41-year-old man is charged with one count each of assault and forcible confinement. Assault and forcible confinement alone Mm -hmm. would probably send this guy to jail. I hope so. Not for long enough, though. I mean, this isn't like uh, uh, he had an argument with a buddy and said, you're not leaving here until you pay me back the hundred bucks you owe me. That also is forcible confinement, in case you're not sure. This is a different kind of forcible confinement. This is almost like an aggravated forcible confinement. And I think there should be an allowance here. When somebody tries to abduct a girl who's just going for a walk, drag her into his van, this should be an automatic 15 years. Honestly. Because God only knows what would have happened had that girl not been able to get away. And had she not had the presence of mind to grab her phone and film it. Who knows? He could have gone to another wooded area Mm -hmm. and tried to grab another girl. Who knows how many victims there would be before he finally got caught. Does this particular guy have a history? What have we learned about this guy? Have they said? They don't tell us anything anymore. great. Well, you know what? (laughs) 
I, I, there should be no question that this guy should be thrown in jail for a long, 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 long time. There's nothing about that that sounds like we can rehabilitate someone who tried to grab a young girl and throw her into a van. It's not okay. And our justice system, again, and I've said it before and I'll say it again and again, is a pile of shit if they don't lock this guy away for many, many years. Can we talk about Lizzo for a sec? Sure. Great story from What's Trending this morning on our FM radio show. If you listen to us on Terrestrial Radio, you can hear that every hour, uh, 6.30, 7.30, 8.30, and just before 9.30 every morning. Lizzo claims she's been victimized. Yeah, well, here's the here's the deal. She she rented a, a place. I, I'm going to say it's like an Airbnb. It might be one of those Airbnb, but for rich people type scenarios. So gorgeous little place. And she and uh, five of her girlfriends rented this place for seven days, she said. So after she had posted a few photos over the last few days and videos of her twerking on this particular property, she said basically she was kicked out because she was twerking, dancing, with her girlfriends on this property by the owner of the property. She says in uh, the video that she posted yesterday, this is for the man that kicked me out of my seven-day rental three days early yesterday. This is for mocking the way that I dance and for using Instagram footage of me and my six black homegirls to say that we could, quote, hurt him and threaten to call the police. I know you're watching my page. (laughs) I know you're watching my page. So I just want you to know you can stop this black you can't stop this black girl shine. Thanks for kicking us out cuz this house is better anyways. And she posted a new video at the new rental that they managed to get. Was it racist cuz it sounds like Lizzo's trying to make it racist here. Quite possibly. Or did he kick her out because she was being annoying at his house? Uh, hey, if I rented out my place, I guess I kind of have to put up with whatever the renters do in it. But in some cases, if they're just twerking and, and That's it. kind of being obnoxious. Well, I don't know the full story. I didn't see the videos. But uh, it, just as a general statement, if you rent out your property to somebody and you see them being an asshole or, or uh, doing something that you don't like or disagree with, can you go back in and say, all right, get out? I don't like it. So it all depends on on, on what was stated and, and the fine print. And there is fine print. I rented a cottage. Uh, I, it wasn't even a cottage. It was actually someone's home on the water. Really, really beautiful last year. And there was fine print, because, especially because there was a pool. So there were rules. Um, if you had a little kid there, you must this, this, and that. You must lock the gate at all times. You must that. And any of those things get broken. If they come to check and any of those things are not right, they can kick you out. What was listed on this particular listing, I do not know. But as I look back on these videos, it seems like this person just... <laughs> but I don't understand because it's almost like free advertising at the same time. Like Lizzo probably paid for the property for the week. Plus, he's getting a little bit of free advertising for that particular property because she was showing it off. They were mostly just twerking in the pool. Uh, so if that tickles your fancy and you're listening and going, ooh, she's Lizzo beating on uh, Instagram. So it was just basically her and her girlfriends twerking with their asses out on his property. I don't find anything bad about that. Like, what? what's so wrong about someone doing that? At least they're doing it out in the open in the pool. You would, you couldn't even imagine some of the things people do inside people's bedrooms and rental properties. It's I don't, gross. Yeah, and I don't think this is a big deal at all. So this is obviously someone who had a problem with it um, on another level. You know what I mean? It wasn't just a, ah, you're partying. It, it doesn't seem like they were doing that. Obviously, there's stuff we didn't see. Were they staying up super late and annoying neighbors? <laughs> Okay, maybe, uh, possibly, but maybe not. I mean, it seems like a pretty secluded home that she rented. I don't imagine it being that close to anyone else to begin with. But Let, 
Ugh. Let me give you a hypothetical. Let's say I've rented out my house and I'm following that renter on Instagram. Maybe they're even a celebrity. And I see them using some drugs. Do I have a right to kick them out? Yes. I mean, that's totally different. This is what I'm talking about. That's totally different. If you see someone vandalizing your property, getting even getting too drunk, like you're talking drugs. So, yeah, absolutely. Illegal activity on your property is not okay. What Uh, if they're just plain not physically distancing? Uh, Can yeah, I kick I him mean, out for that? If you really, really give a shit about it, yeah. And but but if you give a shit about it, then ahead of time. And by the way, I should I should mention because I said she was there with her and five girlfriends. She said on the post when she first got there to the property in question, she and her girlfriends all took COVID tests. It came up negative. They all agreed they felt comfortable in doing that. Perhaps if you are someone who is renting out a place, you make that mandatory. You say, go take a COVID test. I want to make sure you're all good just to make me just to give me a little peace of mind before you enter my home. That makes sense to me. That's fine. So that, I don't think that was the case at all. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I don't know. I mean, if I rent the place, it's my place to rent. And as long as I'm not damaging the property, I don't know that the landlord should necessarily have any say. In what goes on, I, I wouldn't want to uh, to know that, well, I'm on thin ice here because I had some people over and we didn't distance or because I, I did some drugs or I got a little drunk in the backyard. As long as I'm not damaging their property, the fuck do they care? Yeah. In this case, it was just her and her girls twerking. Yeah. Kind of a weird thing for five girls to do alone, but <laughs> ew, I don't know. I'm Whatever. not a girl. I have no idea. Maybe that's what you girls do when guys aren't around. Yeah, pretty much. Just sit around and twerk all day? Sit around and twerk. Take video of each other twerking. That's it. I love it. (laughs) Uh, You are very passionate about a story that I would say was probably our biggest one this morning on our radio show. Premier Ford says the practice of forcing high school students to choose an academic or applied stream of study when they start grade nine is the sign of a broken system. Ford says streaming into either academic or applied disproportionately affects black and other racialized students who are more likely to enroll in courses that Mm -hmm. don't lead to university. Mm -hmm. He says grade nine is too early to ask students to make choices that could affect the rest of their lives. So the government will be ending streaming for grade nine students on the grounds that it is a discriminatory practice, Mm -hmm. but they haven't released any more details about what that means. I have to assume that there's just going to be Grade nine. You won't choose academic or applied. It'll just be grade nine English, grade nine math, grade nine French. Good. And then in grade nine, you'll decide for 10th grade which way you want to go. I love this. I okay, lo- explain. I love that they're taking this step. So right before I got into high school, they had just changed it from because some of the um, listeners over, I guess, like 35 maybe ish are thinking, I don't remember applied and academic because right before that it was university. I think it was straight up called university. And do you remember what it was called, Scott? Advanced, general, and basic. There were three streams. Basic. Thank you. That wording alone, that basic wording is so, what it does to people in the schools. And maybe as a teacher, you hear that and you think, okay, yeah, so it's pretty generalized course structure or whatever the hell it is. 
the other people hear that as this is a fucking dumbass class. This is a class full of fucking idiots. And I experienced that my, like myself and my peers knowing, oh, that person's in in basic whatever. So it was actually right before I got into high school that they had just started, if I'm not mistaken, this academic or applied. So now there was two different areas to go in as opposed to three. And they figured this would be the best course of action. It is see, and discriminatory alone, because I believe that wholeheartedly. I I felt it to be discriminatory and I am not even of a, you know, a black, ba- whatever. I'm not black. I, I'm, I, I'm a You're white racialized. girl. Yeah. Like I, I, and I, you know, felt that I was pretty good at academics and still I felt there was a lot of bias in choosing it. When I was in grade eight, going into grade nine, I was nervous. Like a lot of people are heading into high school. I was questioning whether I was smart enough to go into the academics. And unfortunately for me, at least, um, I didn't feel like teachers really backed you up and pumped you up into going into these. They were more like, yeah, probably it's best for you to go applied for this. Academic for that, sure, I think you can get away with it. But honestly, I was made to feel kind of dumbed down. Like, I couldn't handle those other courses. And and it didn't help at all that, for me and my experiences anyway, the teachers didn't make me feel like I could do it. Even though once I stepped into high school, I thought, I probably could have done that. I didn't feel supported at all. So I couldn't imagine what some other people feel as well if I felt that way. And I did really well in school. I was in the honor roll for two straight years in high school, my last two years, because I realized in that moment, why am I, why am I listening to these people? And I decided to do my own thing. And it really does come down to the guidance counselors and the people that surround you in those younger years to help you and, and try to lift you up instead of being like, yeah, it's probably for the best if you do that. Because then you take a course and you, you go into a path that maybe you don't want to actually be on. It's kind of, it's sad to me. So I think it is a good step forward. Hmm. Yeah, I'm a little biased on this. I knew very, very young what I wanted to do. And I did it. And I knew what I needed to do to get to where I wanted to be. So to me, this seems a little silly. Oh, you can't ask high school students to figure out what they want to do. And and that sounds ridiculous to me. And it does to a lot of people. There's people listening right now saying, how the fuck can you not figure it out? And you know what? Start off in advanced and or uh, academic and if or apply. Which one is the higher one? Is it applied? Academic. Or acad- academic is the higher one. Start off in academic. And if you can't hack it, then you drop down. I mean, to me, that sounds very simple and straightforward. And we've been doing it that way all along. But. I also get that there's some people who, through no fault of their own, have been labeled Mm -hmm. mainly by people in education. They were probably steered in a certain direction about halfway through eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't want to take academic. It's going to be real hard for you in university. You should go more the applied area. This is when they're selecting their high school courses. That's correct. And, And you know what? That really isn't right. Everybody should be given the opportunity to showcase what they can do. So where some people are going to say, figure it out. And you know what? It's not hard to figure out. Uh, There's some people who have been, um, I I was going to say unintentionally, but maybe in some cases it was intentionally steered to a path that isn't going to benefit them in the future. And let's face it, universities, if it's a competitive program, they're going to look at who was an academic versus who was applied. And it's not to say you can't get into university if you took applied courses, but it certainly won't make it any easier to get in. And if there's a choice, 
they'll take the person who took the higher stream. That's all there is to it. Yeah. And you know what? It's nice and it's a lovely thought to think that all teachers are there to support you and guide you, but that's not the case. That is not the case. There are some teachers that have their own biases and they have their favorite students. And for those who think that they don't have a favorite student, there's no way. They, they would favor certain people, I found at least, or compare students to other students, perhaps siblings to siblings, which I personally faced a lot in my during school. And, and looking back on it later, I realized that because I ha- happen to have a brother that's extremely brilliant. He really is. He's currently an engineer, does really well for himself. So following behind him in almost every subject where he had the, t- sim- the same teacher... It was I was compared to him constantly, and that really pissed me off. And it could be that, or it could be student to student. I just I never felt full support, unfortunately, in my experiences of you got this, you can do this, especially heading into high school when, like I mentioned, you're the most nervous. It's not fair. And then also, I think that in a social aspect, this makes a lot of sense to me. You're in grade nine. All of a sudden, you're mixed with new students, new people from different uh, schools around you, elementary schools you've never met before. And uh, right away, you're placed in a bracket. You are applied. You are in applied courses. And a lot of people felt less than because they were in that. And so they started their own cliques with their applied class friends, as opposed to getting to know everybody in a group setting first, not based on whether you're in an academic or whether you're based in an applied class. That to me was always a bit fucky too, because there were people that were good friends from both. Uh, And when it used to be basic, it was like, oh, you know, like you're basic, stick with the basics. That was my own experience anyway. So I'm glad that they're doing this. uh, I'm really glad that they're doing this for sure. And the people that don't know going into it, what they're what there should be streamlined into. I know you mentioned that. And for you, it was totally different. You knew exactly what you wanted to do. A lot of kids don't. And don't forget, you were lucky in that your parents were good with whatever you wanted to do. They were okay with you wanting to be on the radio. Not a lot of parents were okay with what the child actually wanted. They said, nope, you're doing university because you're going to university and you're going to become a whatever the hell it was, right? You're going to waste your money on a BA, even though you don't need a BA to do what you want to do. I can name you dozen, a dozen people that I know personally that did that, that regretted that their parents forced them to go into certain classes in certain pathways. They took the four-year program in university. They spent all the money. And guess what? They're not doing anything with it. So there's a lot of pressures that kids face, especially right at that age, right at that stage of grade eight. Putting this on them on top of all the other things that I'm sure they're facing personally, too, was never okay, in my opinion. So I'm very glad that they're doing away with it. It is a step, although there's many other steps to go. And I don't know if we also mentioned math. Did we mention what the math curriculum changing when it did change a while back, or were we uh, off? I believe that happened on a weekend and it was yeah. uh, kind of not trending yeah. by the time we started up again on Monday. Uh, oh, that was when we were on vacation. That's, That's what, what it I was. thought. Yeah, I think yeah. we were away that week. But another change for those who don't know is changes to the math curriculum going forward. I f- go back to some podcasts where I've talked about this and I'm so glad they're making such positive changes when school finally gets back in session. I don't know when that is, but the math curriculum is going to change. They're going to start doing budgeting again and all the things that back in the day Older people are going, well, don't you guys have home ec? Didn't you learn that in home ec? No, they did away with a lot of very, very 
important, in my opinion, programs that the schools used to have back in the day. I never had the opportunity to do any classes that involved general finances. And you wonder why so many people are in the hole charging up their credit card. Young people are getting this bad rap. But the truth is they were never taught shit. They were never taught real life shit. And that needs to change because it could make or break a lot of people out there. There's so many people in debt, young people especially, living at home, uh, not sure what to do, charging up credit cards, doing what they have to to get by when they should have learned that way fucking back in school instead they were learning about all kinds of stupid shit that's unnecessarily that nobody nobody does when was the last time you sat down and did a geometry uh, something in geometry scott or something else that you learned you won't even remember it it's well, not that's not to say it's not helpful because there will be certain scenarios for most people where oh my God. they ten, do need to know some basic ten, geometry sure absolutely i'm just i throw up geometry as one as one example but i'm telling you less than 10 percent of anything that i learned in that math class throughout my entire life do i take forward with me day to day you really it's fucking useless and you sit in the classroom for hours and hours and hours and hours and you learn all this shit and you it's headache and it's frustrating and exams come and you're like i gotta learn it and then it goes away in your mind for a lot of people it does even the people who maybe do work with math and are very smart and are engineers, they're not even using that stuff. I mean, I have an accountant as a father who never does half the shit he said he actually learned in school. He actually learned as he went in the workplace. That's what mattered most when he was an accountant in his own in his own uh, experiences. On the job is great training, Absolutely. to tell you the truth. We need more of that and less of the other shit. But the changes in the math curriculum and the changes to the applied academic is a start. It's a positive start, in my opinion, from my experiences. Let me point out here, though, um, with the changes that they're making to the math curriculum, I agree with you in a lot of cases. I, I think it is good to teach financial literacy. Let people realize how to calculate interest payments and things like that and then they can make some better informed decisions um they're also changing the report cards too this didn't get a ton of attention i think because a lot of the people in the media don't necessarily understand the change but if you look at a kid's report card right now it'll say math and then there's subheadings all the different strands of math that they do and you can see their measurement mark and you can see their angles mark and you can see their blah 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 They're actually condensing it to make it more helpful. They're just going to give you a math mark. And that's helpful because, for example, uh, we tend to give our kids a pass in certain cases. Like, oh, fuck, you really shit the bed on geometry and measurement. But your calculus mark is fine. So, oh, yeah, you're, you're good at math. Well, no, not necessarily. <laughs> there's, there's different parts of it, um, and, and a math overall mark would be more helpful. So I'm glad they made that change, too. And when it comes to streaming, I guess my only real concern here is in eliminating academic or applied is, does that mean they're going to teach to the applied level or they're going to teach to the academic level as everybody goes in to the same classes? Will they be getting the higher end or the lower end education, if that's even the right term to use right, for it? Right. I don't know. I mean, are kids that are capable of academic going to start doing applied or are kids that are going to be doing 
applied going to have to come up to academic level and will that hurt their grades Uh, that's something we don't know yet they haven't released all the details i'm sure they'll find a healthy medium i mean that's the smartest thing to do is try to find a healthy medium and if someone's really struggling they get the they get the extra the extra help they need or perhaps set up uh, a buddy system of sorts so that those who are really really good at it i mean i was always okay with that if i was shit at math for example i was okay with which we were both of us a hundred percent i was very bad and i i think i've told the story before but i'll I'll save it for another podcast in case I didn't about the the reason I I even I even passed uh, high school math. The only reason why is because I had a teacher that that understood that not everybody learns the same way, which is a whole other issue as well. Because that's another problem I have with the system. But anyway, slow changes. But yeah, I think finding a middle ground is the best thing to do. I'm sure that they'll do that in the best way, and they'll talk. To, I hope they talk to the teachers who are the ones who have the actual firsthand knowledge of how the classroom classrooms for each of them work and a lot of the time the teachers that teach the applied are also teaching the academic so they can speak to that very well i think and find that middle balance and i hope that they do talk to the teachers in this case and get their opinions because that really matters they're the ones that are going to be obviously leading the charge in this while we're talking about education maybe we can just do a whole overhaul right here in the podcast can we also talk to the universities and ask them to politely fuck off Because there's a lot of great students out there. I mean great students that are smart, that process things well, that don't necessarily do well on tests. And everything seems to be about marks. I always thought the university should be more of an interview process, like a job. If you've only got... 30 spots available in this particular school, in this particular program, and you've got 40 applicants, interview the 40. Because the person with the best grades isn't necessarily going to make the best student. They're also not necessarily the student who's committed to graduating in that program and or doing anything with that particular degree. Mm -hmm. I -hmm. think that a simple conversation, even if it's on the phone, would go a lot further than just saying, all right, you're over 80, you're in, you're under 80, get out of here, go to college. Uh, That's not helpful either. And we probably could uh, serve a lot of purposes if they would just take the time to speak to students. Uh, I'll give you a personal example. My daughter just switched universities. She transferred out and she didn't think she had the grades to get into this new school that she's going to be going to in September. But They were kind enough to give her a chance. They spoke to her on the phone, people at admissions, and she was in the next day. They accepted her because they saw she is committed to graduating in this field. And although her grades aren't as high as this school would typically like, we still feel this is a quality candidate that deserves a shot at this program. And she's going to have to work her butt off to graduate from this particular school in this particular program, but she wouldn't have had a shot if it was all about the black and white, yes or no grades, what stream were you in, things like that. Uh, How are we doing for time here? Oh, we're at 33 minutes, my friend. Okay, so we're not going to, I'll just say quickly, Patrick Mahomes, good for you. Good for you. I I really wanted to talk about this today, too. uh, There is a lot to talk about, but good for him. You're absolutely right. You know what? Ten-year contract extension worth more than five hundred million dollars. It's, it's insane, isn't it? And half and, a billion. You know what? It shows if you focus on whatever you're good at and and whatever you're passionate about. To wrap this up nicely in a nice little bow for you, it can go far. You don't need to worry about the the academic or applied with your Patrick Mahomes. No. Uh, For those who don't know, he is the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. He won the Super Bowl this year. He was the Super Bowl MVP. This is why it's important to strike while the iron's hot. There's career advice 
that applies to everybody, not just football players here. Mahomes goes out, worked his butt off, won the Super Bowl, and got himself MVP. All right, guys, let's talk about contract renegotiation. Let's talk extension. Can you imagine what a catastrophe it would have been for Kansas City had they let Patrick Mahomes go? Mm -hmm. Had he said, all right, guys, I'm worth half a billion dollars. If you don't pay me, the Giants will. If you don't pay me, New England needs a quarterback. If you don't pay me, Vegas would fucking love to have Patrick Mahomes playing for them. It is super impressive, especially when you think of today, this day, in the midst of a pandemic, this guy is scoring this payday. Uh, It shows the importance of of sports. It is important to a lot of people. And if he's one of the people that uh, that people want to watch, and he certainly has proven to be that, then good on you. Get all the money. Get all that money. Mahomes, proud of you. I don't know if you're worth that much money. I'll be perfectly honest. I, I think that's either. a ridiculous amount of money to pay for. Somebody. I don't know either because I don't even I don't even know if I've ever seen him play. But but I do know that he's obviously fantastic at what he does because I know his name. And if I know his name, it means he's got to be good at his sport. So good on him. Uh, enjoy all of your cash. Seriously, dude, you better have one of those big. I got fuck you money parties yeah. where you just waste money on totally nonsensical shit. If you want to put in a shower that does nothing but spray out disinfectant, you go ahead and do it. You want to blow your money on, I don't know, maybe you want to pay 50 people that do nothing but walk around and carry shit for you. You go ahead and do it. Blow some of that money. Have fun with it. Yes. Well said. Everybody is leaving with a brand new Lambo when they go to your party because you've got half a billion dollars. <laughs> Everyone gets a Lambo as a, like, you know, when you get those little packages when you're a kid, like little, oh, here you go. Thanks Here's for your loot party. bag. You get a fucking Lambo. Something like that. Yeah, He's got the it. money for it. And then some. Patrick really- Mahomes could bail certain provinces out of debt. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. You're not wrong. Because uh, he's good at playing football. That's awesome. Good on him. And I want to mention one quick thing, because while we were talking about the math curriculum, I forgot to mention another thing, because there might be people who are that had no idea about the math curriculum changing, but maybe they do this as a living, and this makes them happy to hear. So I want to mention this, because I know we do have some people who do this for a living that are listening. They're introducing coding in grade one. Coding. Oh, coding. They yeah. should do that. Amen. Anyway, I just wanted to add that little bit, because that was one of the important parts, I think, to the change in the curriculum. Let's move forward. Let's not go backwards. Fucking right. Are we done this? Are we good? We're done. Okay. Probably won't have one out tomorrow, everybody. Uh, We will on Thursday, though. And then I think that's it, right? Yeah, I think that's about that. And Friday, too, I think, yeah. Thanks for downloading. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. We'll catch you soon.